You have landed on the substance. We are three guys thinking critically about faith, culture, and theology. I am your host, Vincent Edwards, joined with my co-hosts, Trevor Aiken. Yo, what's going on? And Philip Marinello. Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming back. Glad to have you guys back with us. Or coming for the first time, if this is your first episode. For sure. All right, so as Vince said, we're talking about faith, culture, and theology, and we're here not just to preach on stuff. I hope, you know, if you're involved in church, uh, you've got got your pastor. Hopefully preaching is covered. Someone, someone's preaching for you, but we're here to start conversations, and um, we've got some fun stuff today, but ultimately everything, hopefully stirring people up to love and good deeds, because ultimately, as we think about these things, hopefully we can talk about it in a way where people are able to um, hear a new perspective, to consider uh, outside of the perspective they are used to, and to show love to people who think differently than they do. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, as we kind of are exploring like why some of this stuff matters, maybe uh, along the way, you know, it makes a difference in the world. And that's, that's, what, that's yeah. what we're really exactly. That's the hope. And I've, we are working on, actually, at the end of the episode, we've got a number of new five-star reviews that we'll probably read at the end. Um, have just appreciated getting messages and dms and texts and stuff send us emails send us voicemails we would love to interact with that publicly i don't want to be reading people's private text messages on here so it's super encouraging to get those yeah we we want to start conversations here at the substance absolutely yeah so trev what we what we working on today you know we've got a conversation started today and so i've been wanting to cover this for a couple weeks now you i mean not a couple weeks i feel like you've been been i've been pushing this since this I feel like this was one of your suggestions when we're for like, a topic hey, up. we're we're bringing the substance back. Let's let's start brainstorming some topic ideas. I feel like it was there pretty early for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so within the last couple of years, uh, a topic you see it on news articles all the time. This idea of cancel culture, and it's something that I think really bears some serious critical thinking some thought some, yes, some the, attention uh, the the thinking mm-hmm. critically part of yeah. our mission statement yeah i think i'm i'm looking forward to getting into that also a little behind the curtain here we've all talked we're not wildly different this isn't going to be like a cage match or anything but i feel like thus far the conversations we've had in planning the show we're all we're, we're not all in locks we don't think the exact same thing entirely about this topic so i think yeah. it'll be a good conversation I think some of the uh the ideas overlap for sure in some areas it really just it it all depends on where the conversation goes well so I, I imagine many of the listener perspectives will hopefully i hope that we have excellent um public feedback yeah but um or maybe we'll get canceled Ooh. <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> no no but seriously but it's kind of funny because I think some of the different perspectives that we bring to the table is almost almost inherent to the topic itself because it's so It vague. is not clear. Yeah. And so it's funny because you'll see news sources and it doesn't matter like the political affiliation. It's one of those things that like just Everybody does rail against it. Everybody likes to hate on cancel culture. And except uh, Cody. Except for, except for Cody Johnson of Some More News. And I guess me, so... <laughs> well, no, after you, you sent me that one, I, I get it. But I think one of the first ways into this topic is kind of the definition side, because yeah. I totally get when people rail against it, I feel sympathy 
Sure. Most of the time. Mm. Yeah. Because when I, it, cause it is more that's emotional. A, that's a good point. That's powerful emotionally. <clears throat> cause it's more emotional than it's not an easily, it, there's not one standard definition of it. Right. Right. So like when you hear it, you go, what have I, what have I seen? What have I heard? What have I experienced? And the things that I think about, um, are more the, the gleeful, malicious internet mobs ganging up mm. on people doing hashtag mm-hmm. fill in the blank is over party or hashtag cancel so-and-so and it's exhausting yeah yeah shout out getting off twitter for a little while <laughs> yeah i love twitter for a while twitter was my favorite social media platform there's so much good information out there i'm on twitter to follow creators who i enjoy interacting with yeah but you can't especially in an election year you can't get away <laughs> from just the toxic oh no like nonsense it's that's pervasive constant so constant. i'm running the substance instagram now i'm spending a lot more time on instagram than twitter and i feel so much better so <laughs> shout out shout out for taking a twitter break i highly recommend oh my goodness. it it's good for the uh the mental health i i think that's huge what you're saying though like like most of the time when people think of council culture they think of internet mobs. Yeah. That's, that's what I, when you first, when someone says I hate cancel culture, I do think of the internet mobs. I think of like the hashtag gangs ganging up on people or doxing people, or if it's somebody who has any sort of business venture, they don't like a thing they say, they flood them with like hundreds of one star reviews to try to sure. tank their online presence. Yeah. And it's, it sucks. Yeah, I, I when I think of cancel culture, I don't think of a particular individual or even a particular group of people. Hmm. I just think like cancel culture was the demand of quote unquote society in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and society demanded the head of this person or yeah. group of people. I feel like it's a little bit like the the next logical step and when people used to rail against being politically correct. Yes. Because mm-hmm. we all have yep. social media platforms to where if a celebrity with a couple million followers gets offended and doesn't like a thing you say, they can sick their millions of followers on somebody if they don't like it. And uh, like it's the terrible. beehive. Yeah. <laughs> it's no joke. What's somebody, the beehive? Beyond, the be- like if somebody Beyonce. insults Beyonce, uh, uh, her, her it's folks called the are, beehive, and they are relentless. Oh, oh my goodness. You will need to deactivate your Twitter account. The beehive by the end. and the Swifties are ferocious oh my goodness yeah that's that's wild so so yeah so but here's the thing cancel culture is internet mobs and i don't know i don't know a soul in the world who would necessarily be pro internet mobism well there are the horrendous people that have youtube channels who make money off of spreading hate so they're probably not there's probably a few people but (laughs) but in general sure you you don't see that but what you I, f- I feel like what I have seen, though, is, I mean, recently, um, a major political figure in our, in our country um, decried cancel culture as, like, rank authoritarianism. Or, I don't remember the pre- precise phrasing, but authoritarianism was, was in there. Hilarious, um, by the way. And you've got the Philadelphia Statement, which has been signed by Al Mohler and Russell Moore and Wayne Grudem and John Frame. That is condemning cancel culture as this Ooh. like huge ant like free speech like end of Western civilization kind of thing. When did that get? When did that happen? 
The Philadelphia Statement is copyright 2020. The best worst year. <laughs> peak, <laughs> peak worst year ever. So it looks like it was started in like maybe August of this year. Oh, wow. It's that recent. Okay. Yeah. And it seems like there's a lot of conservative folks who are talking about it. They talk about free speech, the heart of liberty. Uh, I've, I've seen on their Facebook how like critical race theory is against free speech and all this kind of stuff. So it's kind of interesting that a statement against cancel culture is literally trying to cancel an actual academic idea. But we're for free speech, so shut up about your idea. Yeah, so shut up about that <laughs> academic sociology theory we don't like. Right. Um, we're for free speech, but stop saying the things you're saying. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we start out with internet mops, right? And sure. it gets and it, it becomes this thing where everybody's kind of like, yeah, 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 that's that's off in our culture. Like that's wrong. But then it becomes you know, Western civilization is teetering and there's, this is against free speech and all this kind of thing. Oh, and well, Yeah, the cult, like, when it becomes an enemy in the culture war. Right. So then, so here's, here's the thing that I kind of wanted to say is that cancel culture, I believe, has multiple components that are bad that you could point to individually, mm. but they're not the, they're not all the same. And none of the, like, I think only one of them really has anything to do with free speech. And the problem is when they all get amalgamated together into this cancel culture, it becomes this amorphous idea that no longer means anything specifically. Sure. And so it has no ability, there is no ability to take action on it. Like, signing a statement saying we're for free speech and against cancel culture does nothing. It's a boogeyman. Yes. Yeah, it's just a scapegoat. Because I think the the idea behind cancel culture, at least in a relative sense, is accountability. Basically, just trying to hold people to a point of accountability. If you say something, if you do something, you should be responsible for the things that you do and say. And that's not mm -hmm. a bad thing. That's sure. a great thing. That's and a that's good a, thing. That's a thing well, that social media... Weinstein stuff, right? Exactly. No, that's what I was going to bring up. So with Me Too and Church Too and all those... Yeah, I feel like it was 2017, 2018, yeah. where particularly powerful men started to be publicly held accountable, particularly for their sexual misconduct. And yeah. that's, that's a good thing, that people have those social media platforms, that it's not just the press, because I mean, newspapers are sadly dying, but right. the, the new wave of media is social media, so people can say, hey... And not just throwing out accusations. That's the difference between the internet mob and having a platform to actually say, hey, I have a substantive accusation that I have backup for, and I would, li I would mm -hmm. like to be heard. Not, I'm out for blood, yeah. listen to me uncritically, take what I say, and then give me this guy's head. But, like, these, these things need to be dealt yeah. with, and I, my voice should be listened to. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing. I think, I think there's an important distinction that you made there, just talking about how it used to be you would have a newspaper that would bring something to light. A journalist would with do an sources. investigation yeah. with sources. And there is a sense of gatekeeping and rigor that is hopefully there. But the big difference, too, with that, though, is that if you wanted to fight back against that, against that as a measure of accountability, you have a single guy to target. You've got the editor, you've got the journalist, and you've got the paper. 
right? So you have something that if you have the power and the ability to, you can put pressure on them to silence it, to minimize it, that kind of thing. And that happened for decades. You can't do that with social media. Nope. But what are you going to do? Someone, some Twitter user you know, tweeted this thing and 30,000 people retweeted it. Yeah. How, how are you going to tackle that problem? Are you going to threaten 30,000 families? Well, you, can't, <laughs> like, sure. you can't tackle the beehive. Like it. <laughs> you, you super can't. can't. Don't, yeah. don't you do super it. duper can't do that. Don't no, mess I, I with think the beehive. The, and I think that's the, the, the kind of the flip of the coin it's, on that. It's a pro-anacon. Right. Because you have the, the idea of accountability, but following right behind that is the question of what is the standard that people get canceled? What, mm-hmm. what causes a person to be worthy to be canceled? Mm-hmm. It seems to be almost volatile. Like, well, if you say something that I don't like, I'm going to start a hashtag. Yeah, like, we'll start a hashtag and try to get it trending. If you do something that I don't like, and, and so it's like, who is setting the standard of what's, what's worthy to be canceled sure. or who's worthy to be canceled? Sure. And also as a follow-up, what is being canceled? Yeah, I was thinking about going there too because I think that's important. Like, yeah, there's the there's what is the standard, but I think even before that, you have to talk about what does it mean to get canceled? What is it? And that's where I think I, I do want to kind of come back around to my statement earlier and give some backing to cancel culture and free speech being two different things. Because when you talk about free speech, you're thinking about censorship. And censorship by its nature, has a authoritative force, some, some for, t- typically a governmental force, that has, is saying these books, these words, these things will not be published, will not be broadcast. Yeah, you will- cannot put them, you cannot distribute these thoughts, words, images, mm-hmm. etc. Right, because they are against our society's morals. And, and every society has certain things that meet that criterion. Mm-hmm. 100%. Right? It so, looks differently, but every, you will not find a culture that doesn't have right. ethics and standards. Right. That's, that's why there's certain stuff you're not going to find on network TV. That's why there's certain words that you're not going to hear. There's a sense of censorship that exists that can exist and not be bad anyway. But cancel culture isn't even that because... That's certainly not a bunch of culture. people on Twitter have no ability to do that. And I think the only way it intersects is some people sometimes talk about it and hate speech legislation. And I don't see that one tied in very much with. I think that's pretty heady. And I, feel I don't like that's think that's a topic for a different I time. S- I don't think that's a, uh, a conversation that regular folks are having. Right. Because at the end of the day, like a person who goes out there and says whatever mm-hmm. and gets whatever internet mob. They still have the freedom and the right and the ability to say the thing. And then they become a martyr for their cause. And so they get a lot of people. And you've seen this happen in recent cancel culture episodes in the last few months where you'd have an eminent professor who's got some people who have some ethical questions. And then, it's, oh, it's cancel culture. And then he becomes a hero for standing against cancel for, yeah, culture. For, mm-hmm. And that's so, so his really, speech. So yeah. the point is, his speech is not being restricted by anyone. No one's taking his books off the shelves. No one's making him, you know. Some people might n- take the books off of their shelves. Sure. But but no one but the government is not saying he can't publish. Yes. No one is saying he can't get on a on a podcast. No one is saying his t- Twitter account has to be deleted like unfortunately. He's fine. 
let's say you have this professor who says this thing mm-hmm. and people don't like it. They push back on it. Right. Mm-hmm. And because of the, the power of social media, mm-hmm. people can hashtag and he can get a lot of of backlash. He can get a that. lot of pressure from tons of and, right. and, so, and that could bleed into areas that typically aren't affected by by social media in the past no, because social yeah. media wasn't as powerful mm-hmm. so then what do we say because then people are saying that if you should be able to be free to say what you want to say without having backlash so it's almost freedom of speech and freedom of consequence to some degree yeah yeah i was gonna say go ahead and repeat that for a second yeah. and let's let's meditate on that statement for a second i think we're all <laughs> on the same page with that one yeah. Okay. Well, but I think that's where you you get a lot of pushback on cancel culture because people are saying this shouldn't exist. You shouldn't have to make me be able to say something and then recant on that if that's what I thought was a good thing to say or if it's if the standard is subjective and in certain groups what I said was not bad, mm-hmm. but in other groups what I said was fine or I, I see that a lot in was the offensive. Um, in the comedy world. Okay. People are out there trying out jokes, especially in non-big like Netflix or Amazon special ways where they're just in little bars or clubs or whatever. They're just trying stuff out. People go home and tweet or blog and like that hurt my feelings. And like I would imagine, especially if that's part of your job, working out material in public, it'd be pretty obnoxious to have to like deal with getting blown up all the time from people who are enjoying taking offense at the things you say however that is not saying not allowed to tell jokes you're not allowed to put out your specials all your netflix specials are now off the air and you're not getting paid anymore it doesn't say that but that would still be pretty annoying yeah and but this is once again what i'm talking about cancel culture takes us on a digression away from the real problems because the reality is if you say something that offends thirty thousand people then you're probably not doing good in the comedy business. I disagree but, in a way. Because... But the problem is, but wait, the problem is not that, that people are offended, right? So cancel culture puts the problem on the people who are offended. The I disagree. The problem is this guy is subject to people who he's ne- who've never heard his stuff or whatever now in this social media age. And, it's, and social media is so important to so many people and it's completely unregulated and just running rampant in people's lives that this guy can just get dogpiled. I think, and I'm not saying I disagree entirely, I think the biggest gripe of folks who complain about cancel culture that I agree with is about, like, the purveyors of false, like, the the creators of dissent. Like, the people who are like, ooh, somebody said that thing. I bet I could get a lot of retweets and traffic for my website. Anger and controversy things like that that gets internet traffic so i think the biggest thing that i agree with is there are a lot of trashy people out there running essentially like like gossip trash websites who are who are seeking to create those things Mm -hmm. for public figures right and unfortunately gossip trash websites are protected by the free speech clause so but they've been around forever but they used to be 30 page little deals that you'd buy at the checkout sure. now they are being specifically and intricately targeted yeah. to every american yeah well and the interesting every thing person too, like globally is you know in the list of the seven things the lord hates is the person who sows up distension right like yep. the person who sows strife among brothers right so 
we as countrymen we're all together and then somebody comes in and starts a fight just to start a fight the lord hates that that's a good reminder for our politics conversations yeah but so i'm not saying that that's a good thing that people do that i'm just saying that what are you gonna do like if you're hateful, you can't, like, what, what's the action item here? And on, honestly, too, is that actually a core of all of the things that we have seen called cancel culture? Is that what's going on in most cases? And I don't think that's the case. Yeah, I, I think that drives home, at least in my mind, that cancel culture, because I know in some respects... Like, I think those are fringe issues that you're talking about. Do you really? I don't think it's at the core of what most things that get called cancel culture actually are. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. It's, it, I think what we get at is cancel culture can, it, it exists because I know a lot of, a lot around the conversation, it's saying sure. whether or not cancel culture exists. I think it exists, but I think it's ineffective. And, and I think that's where you yeah. and I agree. And we, we talked about that because it tends to focus on the individual rather than the ideas or policies yeah. in place. Well, and I wanted to talk about that a little bit as well, because I feel like a lot of times in kind of conservative circles, we use this word culture a lot yes. to blame individuals Absolutely. for problems that are bigger than just individuals. Yes. And it's, and it's a way that we express our um, ultra individualism by saying, okay, this, it's, it, you know, I'm seeing this big problem, but... All I know to, to talk about is behavior, so I'm just going to label it a culture because it's a blob of, of behavior. So we, we might have cancel culture. We've got cultural Marxism. People talk about black culture. People talk about all these different cultures in ways. In negative ways. In negative mm-hmm. ways and try to blame big problems on culture and what it is. And then when they see individual things they don't like, they can be like, oh, well, that's a product that's of a part X of the culture. culture. Yeah. Right. It's out of here. And so it also just reinforces this idea that there's no structural problems, there's no policy problems, the, all the problems boil down to just a bunch of individual actors doing bad things. Correct. And I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with the fact that individuals do bad things. I'm just disagreeing with the fact that that's the only or most relevant problem even here. And I, I would absolutely be on, on board yeah. on that. I right. agree. So that's, but that's not what I feel and think the most when I hear cancel culture. Well, for sure. Like, and, and I think that's because it does appeal to emotion and it is something that is... Um, and it also doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so I think another thing that, that we've kind of talked about is, okay, well, what does it mean somebody gets canceled? Yeah. Is yeah. that they lost their job? Did they lose a gig? Did they get literally canceled from a speaking engagement? Did or is people, there social media? Did people just mute them on Twitter? Did people just ask them to say an th- apology or something? So, you know, <laughs> what does it mean to get canceled? Have you seen? Well, I mean, I think it's cancel culture can be a blend of all of that. Mm-hmm. It can be a blend of somebody losing their job, losing a platform, losing a gig, losing something. Um, and I, again, I don't know. I really don't know what that fixes. It's like that person said something and it ticked you off. And so you don't want them to have that thing that they have anymore. Or you don't want them to be able to participate or in that game or that. whatever. So hold up. Let me push back on that, though. Because if I say something at my work and it ticks off my boss, right? Now, maybe at a big corporation, you're all right. But if you're at a small company, that, you probably could get fired. Sure. 
your income could get canceled. But there. that's yeah. yeah, and that's gonna actually hurt you. But nobody's gonna talk about that as cancel culture is a real problem. But I bet you that happens way more frequently than people lo- actually losing their jobs from internet mobs. So, so does cancel culture only apply to big people, like big names, celebrities, and people who are in the public public light? I would say no. I mean, I think an interesting example of somebody who maybe is kind of item one on the internet vigilantism, internet mobism side of cancel culture uh, was like Rebecca Black with her song Friday. No, I remember Rebecca Black. What does she have to do with cancel culture? So, so what's really interesting about that, gotta that get down. story, you got to get down on Friday, um, <laughs> is, is she, her parents got her this, I think it was a birthday gift. Yeah, they, yeah. they went through a company that allowed them to be able to make a music video. Uh-huh. The intention was not, let's put this out there for the whole world. It just happened to go viral. And then she was made fun of so badly that she spent her entire teen years in like serious depression. Really? She's talked about that. Yeah. Oh, wow. About like all of the struggles. Didn't she make like a dumb amount of money? I'm sure she made a lot of money, but like that doesn't matter when you have no friends and everybody makes fun of you. I thought it was silly and funny, but I didn't think it was like... It was what a stupid, terrible girl. Like I thought most people were like kind of nice, like nice ishly laughing at it. No, that's not Yikes. that's not how she experienced it. We'll yeah. say it that way. So I the feel, general feedback was it was like the most hated video. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it was like I know people disliked. were like dunking on it. Yeah. It's funny. It's silly. But not like But like you're let's in give, junior high and the entire world is dunking on a video you, like remember when we yeah. used to make videos? Nope. And we're not going to talk about any of that stuff <laughs> so that anybody can, can you find imagine any that of going those viral and the entire world dunking on I it? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, no, that wouldn't be great. That would not be great. So, like, so no, you don't have to be super famous to get, to get canceled in that sense because, yeah, depending on what you mean by cancel yeah, culture, is cancel anybody like can receiving get any sort of up negative on. social consequence? I and that's what that's the issue with cancel culture know. it's so ambiguous because like it's when, just yeah like what the heck i think is of it? like i mean harvey weinstein's one thing he's like a horrific horrific Whoa. man yeah whenever i see any of the movies with the weinstein company logo yeah pop, like i get kind of a sick feeling in my stomach and i'm like that makes sense i would rather have them take that title card out of everything that they've ever done like it's rough yeah so, so that's what i think of like wishing people would go away who make me feel bad and remember the bad things they've done yeah so would you guys say that this is just a a a bad case of how we use words it's not just that we're not using the right words i think the imprecise words reflects imprecise thinking a hundred percent about about how we're approaching these issues because we're trying to lump these all thing all these things together and it's like oh well people are angry online yeah like internet mobs are different than trying to hold powerful men accountable but those are two different things but there's a there's a problem with your system if people angry online illegitimately about something you didn't do gets can get you fired from your job like there's a problem with that sure and that's again somewhere along the, the emotional line that thing we need to fix as a society i think of a couple of people some are more public than others and not just get mad where at i go man like some of these dudes lost a lot and like frankly not that all their behavior was awesome but like there are some individual cases where i'm like 
the accusations were some of them were false some were blown out of proportion some were just like in the wave of the really bad me too cases mm-hmm. and they were mentioned in the same sentence as people like harvey weinstein like that's not mm-hmm. that's not fair yeah. that's not justice but and accountability think, is good but yeah, i think that's <sighs> the fear of cancel culture too and yes. that's why there's so much pushback on yes. it is because if i am accused of something that i didn't do right yeah. it can have pull but I, I think i understand now what you're saying trevor about like we should not have a kind of structure that someone can falsely accuse me and it takes yeah we with should, no due process right. right like justin bieber uh several months ago had that where a person yeah. said vincent that he, the huge believer no no none of that none of that none of that i'm just saying i heard a little something and he got accused of uh, yeah, doing something on the tumblr on uh on twitter on twitter and uh and i mean he had receipts like he could yeah. verify I did not do that, but prior to him saying anything, he was like, people were on the train. Where are you now that I need Yo, you? Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I, I completely agree. Like, that is, it's not a terrible fear of mine, but like, just thinking about, yeah, somebody could just say you did things, the internet, like, it will come some of the stuff that comes up in the political realm shows yeah. us that like, real terrible photoshop and basic obvious lies can really lodge into people's brains and make them do and say and act on things i wouldn't want somebody to just make something up about me and then lose my job have to move have to like protect my family and like all these terrible things because of the internet just saying something well and that's where we really need to as a society have a much more serious conversation around what is the place of social media in our society these are private companies and they affect our entire democracy. They and, super yeah. <laughs> and in we, an unhealthy way. And listen, we regulate stuff. That's what the government is for. It's to give people protection. protection Social media played each other. Maybe the most prominent role in the 2016 election. Right. And continues to play prominent roles in people's information gathering and the way that they see their neighbor and and the way they care about their neighbor. And so that's why I'm saying we need to think about these problems in terms of ways that we can deal with them as a society, not just finding more ways to throw hate on one another. Because at the end of the day, there's censorship that we all advocate yeah and there are certain things that would happen that we would all be against and we would all dunk on so the christians who are you know ready to decry cancel cancel culture culture. (laughs) and and sign the philadelphia statement may at the same time participate in the boycott that was run against david french so why should it be the fact people are so easily in a sense and, and firings aren't easy but for whatever reason, it seems like under certain circumstances, people could be gone. No, it's the public yeah. pressure. If your bosses and your bosses' bosses are being like, this is getting hundreds of thousands of eyeballs on it. Yeah. They're all bad. You're a great guy, but like you're not worth all that bad publicity. We don't have a policy in place. We don't have a PR deal. We don't have systems in place to make statements to this mob. This mob is pretty loud, and it's hurting us, so you're out. 
Yeah. Yep. And and then for that to mean that that person's livelihood. And I, we would all say that we're against that. Yeah. So absolutely. emotionally, that's the plea of like, oh, cancel culture is out there wrecking all these good people's lives. Like, and that's how it can be emotionally compelling. But maybe we should have some sort of, and I don't know exactly what structure it would be, but some sort of protections for people um, where, you know, if Google decides, well, this guy's kind of saying something that I, I think is not feminist enough or is to anti-feminist or whatever, so he's gone, you know, on, in, a pl- in a workplace where people are kind of encouraged to have this open and public dialogue internally all the time, um, what's going on That there? is the two-edged sword, too, of the technology and people being, like, your personal social media, your personal conversations at work. Phones, not to be, like, conspiracy mm-hmm. man, Phones are kind of recording everything we say <laughs> and everything we search and everything we type. Sure. Like for certain folks with certain skills and abilities, like our whole lives are open. And if people want to go and decide, I don't like people who think and do certain things, like people's lives can get genuinely affected in real ways. Yeah. I just think that there's, there's, there's a le- like you said, there's a level of participation and censorship that we all agree on. In, mm-hmm. in I would say, especially in, in America, mm-hmm. there's l- certain levels of censorship that everybody would say, yes, we shouldn't do that. Like, that's mm-hmm. not good or that's not healthy. Obviously, you have your fringe groups who would, you know, go against the grain just because. <laughs> um, sure. But I think the... the I want to say the... The angle that people, because I'm trying to be sympathetic to those who do say we should not have cancel culture and cancel culture is evil and all of these kind of things. Sure. But we have to kind of, and I'm, I'm going to say it strongly, we have to kind of recognize our hypocrisy mm-hmm. in, in this conversation because, you know, recently we just had lots of Christians saying like on one end we're saying no cancel culture cancel culture is bad but right. they were saying cancel netflix because of cuties sure and so it's like you no now is cancel culture <laughs> bad or, or, or do we do that you regularly just using it or or you don't like it when it applies to you like what's the standard or again that all we're using christians this? need to get church disciplined out of their churches yeah <laughs> It's it's asking, okay, why is cancel culture okay when you just used it there? Right. But it's not okay if somebody used it in a different way. Because I don't even, like it when it's me. Even if, even if you're saying, oh, well, there's a biblical precedent for X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Well, what if there's a biblical precedent for the thing that you're saying is, yeah. is, is, shouldn't be adhered or one shouldn't adhere to yeah. cancel culture? Well, and that's where it does get into, like... The culture war stuff, right? Because ultimately, what you've got is just competing and dueling moral standards. Yeah, and that, not like and almost just like ideologies, not even mm-hmm. like clearly defined like like real standards, stuff. right? But the thing is, as a society, we do get to decide what standards do we want to define us as a as a democratic society. Now, sure. ultimately, like the reality is. The, the scripture is the truth, and so when, when we deviate far from that, that's, it's gonna, that's the way truth works. Truth is a description of reality, so if you live with a false description of reality, it doesn't work out too good. But at the same time, though, a lot of times 
Christians also are applying things that aren't, they think are from the truth, but are maybe just from a culture, mm. um, a, maybe a fundamentalist culture, um, but maybe cultural elements that aren't so healthy. And so then we're just, you know, shouting down and, and we're yelling at individuals when, man, as a people, we could look at these issues on a broader level, on a, like I keep saying, like a, a more systemic level, and stop blaming people being angry for things that it kind of, like, honestly, in most of the cases that I've seen, kind of makes sense that somebody would be angry about it. Like, and this is where we disagreed some when you brought up Kevin Hart. I don't know how much time we have. Mm. I, I don't know about that one. Uh, wh- why not? <laughs> the he, nature of his comments and persona, comedy, okay, and age of that, like the nature of what he does is try to make people laugh. And if you're like that thing you said didn't make me laugh and it made me mad, okay, like fine. That's your prerogative to not like it. The amount of time that had passed and his addressing of that stuff already. People like to go find things that they don't like, but they don't be like, hmm, has this been already addressed? Has the person who I just now found out that 10 years ago said a thing I didn't like, have they ever addressed that thing that I now don't like in the 10 years since? Like, people don't... But, but here's the thing about Kevin Hart. He was saying things about the way he addressed his statements that weren't true. Specifically, he was saying that he had apologized for stuff, which he had not done. He had acknowledged that he made jokes in the past that he would not make in the future, and that he, he gave the reason for that as culture has changed, and so I can't make those jokes anymore. But he never said that these jokes were harmful and wrong. And when you look mm. at a profile picture of someone and say, quote, they are a gay billboard for AIDS, that's hurtful. What's this joke that he this, said? This was a this was heart. This was one of the things that people brought up sure. on his Twitter. He basically saw someone's profile picture and, and said was just that. roasting them. Yeah, I think so. And look, so, ah, so really, that's not okay. He Don't did you think? Listen, he did things that were indefensible. That, I disagree in a way. There's polite conversation and there's trying to make people laugh, like. A but guy when getting you up and fail telling and you. offend people, just say you're sorry. It's not that hard. And when and when so anytime when literally it's like, hey, come to, like come to the Oscars. Just say you're sorry because you said this mean thing. But somebody and you're like, no, I won't. Then I'm not sorry for you that you didn't get to go do the Oscars. That's fine. We don't. Need, but like, and that so the comedians who I hear talk about cancel culture in a negative way, I feel the most sympathy with because the nature of their job is to be provocative and to test the limits and to do these things like so what you're saying is if i Mm -hmm. understand this right anytime a comedian makes a joke that somebody doesn't like or gets offended by they need to apologize is that what you're saying i'm saying that if you do a if you do a joke Uh that a community that you rely on for support deems as harmful don't expect the support of that community what community that you need the for support Oscar community the oscar society that in that specific example said sure. listen these jokes that you said yeah they're coming up back then but guess what they hurt us they hurt our people we don't like it just say you're sorry you already said you don't do them you already said they're in bad taste just say you're sorry he's like no i already talked about that all i'm going to talk about it. i'm not going to apologize anymore even though he hadn't actually already apologized 
So I heard him again. That, I, I saw the I saw the Netflix documentary. We can link and I, in the show notes. I was under the impression that he had a. I'd read some of the stuff. I've seen some of the videos of him addressing right. it. It seemed well, to me. I don't want to let him off the hook. If he didn't do it, it seemed to me like he had apologized. Well, and that's and the like, accountability want- piece as well, because a lot of times <clears throat> people don't even know what a real apology is. They think just saying I won't do it means that they've actually said, "Hey, what I did." I recognize was wrong. <laughs> I recognized it hurt you, and I'm sorry. I hope, <laughs> and I will do this in the future. That's a full apology. Think about it this way: You're a comedian. Your job is to be provocative, to test the limits, to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. Somebody says they don't like it, and they feel that they're owed an apology. Typically, apologies seem to have a sense of ownership. When I say things that are not taken well, and I'm it's communicated to me that it might be nice for me to apologize. And if I go, well, I didn't have any ill intent in my heart. I don't think any of the things I said were like maybe technically wrong. And with his stuff, it was obviously a joke. He didn't mean it seriously. He's not so. But that, that's not a it, magic moral wand. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> just saying I have sympathy for somebody whose job it is to be provocative. And then you're like, you have to apologize as if you're the bad guy. You're like, um, I'm not the bad guy here. So like. By apologizing, so you are racist are, jokes cool because they're jokes. What is a racist joke? A joke that deals with race or a joke that is like hateful and putting down? Because like jokes about race, no. Like, but right. jokes that are like racist and I hateful, think those are different. Yeah, I, I think a jo- there's a difference between sure. There's, there's a difference between a joke that talks about an oppressive scenario and a joke that reinforces an ideology that reinforces oppression and i think the nature of roasts and comedy are you saying that in your eyes and again maybe it's like but a relative reality a roast you invite yeah because if you're if you're playing the dozens with someone then yeah there are two participants in that like if you go into a rap battle and somebody says something mean about you you can't be like oh you and your crew need to apologize (laughs) exactly that's what i'm saying yeah of course right so i think what what if i'm hearing correctly yeah there's there is an objective standard of what's right and wrong and at the end of the day like the conversations that you have you can't tell somebody you didn't hurt them true if you said something you didn't mean it was supposed to be that offensive you thought it was hilarious it might have actually been you can't say no it didn't hurt it's like if i punch somebody in the face and i'm like i didn't even use that much force but their their (laughs) nose is bleeding you even connect that hard why are you bleeding over there it's like i'm not apologizing for that it's like no you hurt the person you can't say you didn't so and, and that's the thing it's like when you get what, if to you the f- point, okay i get the one sticking point I'll, i want you say this okay if you found in the last eight or ten years that kevin hart had apologized would that change your mind no because here's the deal if you already apologized for it and people are like man this is like go this look really up my apology me. guys like, and you were like hey go look up my apology but let me let me reiterate what i said there why don't why couldn't you just say that phrase let me reiterate what i said there I just feel for the man because he just... Because here's the thing. If you apo- here's the nature of an apology. If you apologize, you, it, you are communicating and you are saying that you understand that your actions cause harm and now you are caring for that individual. So if you care for that individual and their harm and the harm that you caused, 
it doesn't bother you to reiterate that care for them. Which, again, I can see the flippantness of oh, the harm I caused. I just threw out a joke. I'm a comedian. Oh, like, yeah, I'm a comedian. I just made this joke. Uh, you know, I don't want to acknowledge the harm I caused. So I guess I just won't do the Oscars this year. Well, no, I, cool, I, man. I mean, you do you, but... I so are you I mean, saying tell me if that's is, wise are you saying that this is an example of when cancel culture works or are you saying that this is an example of how cancel culture yeah, this is, a is guy, ineffective this is an like, example of a guy who made a joke in bad taste and got called on it and handled it poorly and lost an opportunity because of his foolishness so I, I think the last part's of, a little harsh but i i'm almost not at all i'm i'm almost in 100 percent agreement with that a, B, C, D that you I think objectively out. you could say. It's, it, <laughs> you think that's an example of wisdom? No, no. I guess technically foolish. Like, because of the nature of what he does, he gets a lot of people complaining about the crap he says all the time. Sure. I could... I, I the feel, Oscar call, When the Oscars call, though... Yes. But... <laughs> you gotta have a different filter for that. I And I do agree. <laughs> but just the onslaught, I'm sure of... I'm, I don't want to set a precedent for now i'm going to bend to the whim of every time anybody says they don't sure. like a thing i said well and, and that's the thing is you have to have moral backbone you have to have authority but like and he thought he was doing that and i do agree that it was a bit foolish so i guess i agree yeah and and i think that's just the thing like these guys especially a lot of celebrities people are on the public stage but he's also like the stupid multi-millionaire who, and he's not, not hurting no not even slightly and once again, he that, missed a dope opportunity, but sure. he's not, he's not hurting. But once again, I think it was by his own decisions and he's not hurting. And this has nothing to do with free speech, right? Correct. This, this like, cause he's not telling those jokes anymore. Right. He's not, he already knew that those were in bad taste. And sure. the other thing too, is like, it's not something that we actually could, should even feel bad about. Like the kind of jokes that he wasn't able to tell are not jokes that anyone is edified. It's, it's not any Ephesians 4 kind of speech that we need to be worried no. about protecting as Christians. No, no. So I'm going to crack the chest open real quick. All right. Yeah, let's stop talking about Kevin Hart. <laughs> no, so growing up, I, I watched uh, a bit of Dave Chappelle okay. and Paul Mooney. Who, uh, Paul Mooney was a comedian who wrote for Richard Pryor. Mm -hmm. um, and I will say there is, there is a difference in the in the joke that kev made versus the jokes that i grew up listening to specifically because um dave and paul would take something one that was relatable uh or and second that was like you initially had a pretty visceral visceral emotion towards mm -hmm. and converted that into something to say i can think about this thing differently and it, I can think about it in a way that brings joy rather than that anger or that sadness. Because that's mm. their whole job. Yeah. Right. And so if you if your aim is to take something that like like cancel culture or feminism or Me Too and take that and rather than having such an emotional reaction that's like mm -hmm. uh, you're either saying what's in my camp or you're not saying what's in my camp. Right. Take that and say it, here's a different way to think about it. Relieve some of that pressure and just laugh. Yeah. And if you hit, you hit. If you miss, you miss. I think if you're operating in that realm, then fine. You think maybe but, that's part of why he's Teflon when it yeah, comes to exactly. cancel culture? Exactly. Because he's mastered how to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, because he's made jokes about certain groups and groups sure. have come after him and he's just like. Yeah. And his other celebrity friends are like, hey, man, like I'm with you on all these things, but da 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 da. And he's like, okay. 
I'm making 30 billion or 30 billion. I'm making like 20, 30 million per Netflix special. So, okay. Uh, noted. I hear your opinion. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that's sometimes that's that fine. There's a difference in that yeah. because the, uh, the, the, the joke that Kev made was more just, it's just offensive. It's not funny. It's just, it's mean. So what, what are some takeaways that, those who are listening, because honestly, I, it, just as ambiguous as cancel culture is, I don't think we necessarily landed on any conclusive <laughs> objective point. It's so hard to, but I think what I'm trying to say is like, let's just be careful about these labels and these boogeymans we make to try to like tear down nothing. To try to be more specific when we talk about it? Because at the end of the day, like I think all that all the talk that cancel culture is doing currently is shaming people who take part in a collective moral voicing and fundamentally being able to voice moral opinion collectively is a feature of democracy not a bug and so we need to actually think about okay what are the real problems that are causing these pain points and how can we work together to solve them as a society rather than just pointing fingers and blame and shame on each other is the assumption or the thought that moral collective voicing is either the norm or the larger majority of things that go on called cancel culture because i think those are good i think me too is good i think church mm -hmm. too is good when it's accurate mm -hmm. that's an important part oh, a huge i think part. there's yeah. plenty of me too and church too stuff sure. people jumping on the train sure. trying to Just, tear down yeah, character and stuff anything. sure but like the legitimate me too stuff the legitimate church too stuff the legitimate all of those things, I mm -hmm. think, are very good. There's so much crud out there, and this is impossible to detect because right. I'm not, I'm not the king of the internet. I don't have the analytics on all of the internet. But like, how much mo um, moral collective voicing, people banding together to make their voices heard, is like actually happening in any sort of organized fashion, or is it people shooting out in the dark at things they don't like? Let's, let's even say, if that's the minority, because I feel like that might be the minority. No, even even say let's let's take it worst case scenario for you. Even if it's the the very worst, and people are just shooting off about moral judgments on things they have no background on, they're completely misinformed, and they're having ill effect. My question is, what's the therefore? And the therefore can't be well. Stop stop collectively having a moral voice as a society. I see. Right. I agree. Mm -hmm. I mean. Who, who are you going to yield that power to? You're going to yield it to a board? You're going to yield it to a company? You're going to yield it to some government politician? No. None like, of the above. No, we can't do that. So let's fix the problems that are leading to people being misinformed. Let's fix the problems that are leading to people being vulnerable to being dogpiled. Let's, let's, let's look at those as the problems instead of talking about the ability of people to come together and say, hey, we thought that was wrong. That's not fundamentally a broken part of society. I think that's a good thing. So what would you say the systemic problem is? Well, I think a couple of things. One, we've talked a lot already. I think social media and its impact on us as people, the way we think, the way that it's filtering out the news that we get, the way that it's filtering out the sources that we see and the way we interpret those sources such that people are forming opinions by the constant onslaught, like we've talked about before, of just a drip, drip, drip of stuff, so that you feel that there's this big tone and this 
this is the way the world is mm. when you actually don't have any concrete evidence Oof. about it being one way or the other. I hear that crap all the time. All it is mm. is you've seen a ton of headlines. That's a problem. Yeah, it is. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how social media causes that. Let's talk about how our participation maybe causes that. What can we do? How can we educate uh, people? How can we regulate so that and doesn't that's the thing. happen? How can we regulate the, the billion and trillion dollar companies as people? Sure. Collectively. <laughs> Sure. As we work together. So that's the thing. When we give up the power of people to work together to come to solutions, then you're leaving the power in the hands of the, the people who actually still have the power to cancel people, the people who actually have the power to censor, the people who actually have the power to fire. You have to be careful about that. And so that's why I'd say the second thing is to think about how can we change our thinking instead of blaming individuals, not that we can't coach each other, not that we can't educate each other, not that we can't convict each other with the Word of God. Individually, we should do that. But instead of just throwing shame at groups, let's think about how the way we run society, that's what we've chosen to do. Maybe we can make a different choice. Hmm. Oof. And I am consider myself a pretty optimistic fellow. That seems like a tall order. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I think... There's a lot of front end work. And honestly, I think that people often find themselves um, assuming the worst in everybody. Mm -hmm. And so. Mm. Yeah, some positive intent we need. Yeah. It, just to be able to say, you know, I, I know what scripture has to say about the condition of man prior to salvation. That's right. And I believe that yeah. 100%. Um, but to, to say that this person can do relatively decent things. Um, that's grace not, yeah, real. that's, that's not a bad thing. And, and it's really asking the question, what do, e even if you say I'm an active member of cancel culture, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a card carrying member okay, I'm in the cancel what? culture party. <laughs> or if there was a cancel culture spokesman or I'm whatever. an ambassador from the cancel culture yeah. party. <laughs> the, the question, I think the ultimate, or at least to me, the, the overarching que question is, what are you trying to accomplish? Mm, sure. Like mm -hmm. sure. Uh, at the start and finish of this, you canceled everybody that you tried to cancel. You ad had everyone adhere to the standard of morals that society had gathered together. W what's the end game? To have a monoculture of you. Maybe. Right. And so, and that's why, that's why I, I went back and said that, <sighs> unfortunately, it doesn't, the standard yeah. is is really not defined very well of what qualifies an individual or groups of individuals like it's it's too volatile because it's anybody could adhere to it if society agrees that yeah. this thing is moral which is ironic like what you said when um religious uh when religious subgroups both decry cancel culture and then adopt it when it suits their right needs is that's not an objective standard yeah it can't be objective yeah and and that's where it's tough right because we live in a pluralistic society and everyone everyone has standards of morality whether you believe in absolute morality like we do or you believe in a relative morality either way you have a standard of morality and there is a time when people do things that cross that line mm -hmm. and people do things that aren't okay and we should be able to say it's not okay. So I think that's what's tough about it is some of this is trying to figure out life together in a pluralistic society when we have very different ideas of moral standards. But yeah, you're right. Like we have to come back to what does it mean to value a human life fully, both in 
what we don't allow because that devalues a human life mm-hmm. and in the way we the way we don't allow that because if we disallow certain speech a certain way that also could devalue a human life so we have to be careful word well that's Absolutely. a good um that's a good button for the beginning of this discussion i think this is a complex <laughs> and like a fr- not not even Man. complex but like just a a frustrating issue because it is it's so amorphous and any sort of solution is so seemingly out of grasp just because yeah like we're in a representative government but like most of our representatives don't actually have our interest at heart i'm offended by that you're canceled yeah yo (laughs) i was like you see you see got something in the chamber oh it's a sweet well, I'm I'm offended by your burn of me, so now you owe me an apology. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, I was wrong. I hurt you. Okay, well you can host right. the Oscars now. You now. can host the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> so, we want to hear from you guys. What did you think? What did you agree with? Disagree with? But really, like, what are your thoughts? Cancel culture is a complex and strange thing. Um, we would love to hear from you as we go ahead. What if there is something? particular um what should we follow up with maybe on a toss-up or something yep. feel free to send us an email at the substance pod at gmail.com or give us a call on the substance hotline trevor at 913-703-3883 yeah give us a give us a call there keep it around 60 seconds introduce yourself let us know where you're from and give us uh give us your feedback we'd love to hear from you and obviously we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the Substance Pod, and all that, and uh, the Substance Podcast on Facebook. And we really appreciate you guys' support. So, if you want to know how to support us, there's a few ways to do that. Uh, first, you can subscribe um, on your favorite podcast platform, or we also have our videos up on YouTube. Um, so uh, we'd love a subscription. We would also love a rating, mm-hmm. um, five star rating, ideally. And if not, <laughs> let us know what we can do to get that well, five star. Yeah, yeah, let us know what we can we'll do work to get for that. It. For and, sure. Uh, leave your comments, especially on social media platforms. Definitely leave your comments, and and there, ideally, we would want to have the most conversation. And then, if you would want to bless us financially, you can send us money on Cash App. That is dollar sign the Substance Pod. Nice. All right, guys. Well, fun conversation, as always, with you listeners. Thanks again for showing up, and we'll see you next time. On the substance. You know what I'm saying? You no, chuckled. Not for real. <laughs> okay, oh, no. Lord. I'm laughing at you. Cut, cut, that, whole, at you, cut man, that, that whole part out. <laughs> no, not genuinely. Maybe, yeah. Not. Th- okay, hold on. Something kept saying. I'm going to reset.